Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders! Go, food needs refill! A tradition unlike any other. The Melodies. Ah. Seth Harp, Harp on Sports. If you haven't done it yet, Harp on Sports, the bar. At Harp on Sports Twitter, at Harp on Sports Instagram, Harp on Sports, the Facebook page. Uh, Harp on Sports via your Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Buzzsprout. That's where we sit. So, what do we have in store for you today on this Sunday evening? Well, the Musters, a little Jaguars jolt, and Aaron Rodgers recoil, courtesy of the Green Bay Packers. Okay, where to begin? Going to start with the Masters. Uh, It's boring and... You know, good for Hideki Matsuyama, good for the country of Japan. Financially, sports, American sports, sports in general, boom. When someone's able to win from a country in which they can rally everybody behind that individual, and that's what they're going to do in Japan, it's going to be, you know, a $700 million Entity when it's all said and done in terms of sponsorships, in terms of financial impact for the country of Japan. We don't rally behind an American athlete like this. We just don't. And good for them. Is it great for golf here in America? No. Is it great internationally? Sure. Of course it is. We don't have this. We don't have individuals that go on and succeed in a sport that we rally behind them. We just don't. Well, it's because we've been so successful. Maybe. Maybe. We just don't have that guy anymore. We kind of have had that individual. I I don't even know what sport we'd even have somebody that, I mean, maybe Lance Armstrong to some extent in the Tour de France. Maybe? Maybe? 20 years ago, though. So, good for him. But it was boring. It was. And then you go through and you look at golf and the big names. You know, between the Tiger Woodses of the world and the Phil Mickelsons of the world, Tiger's got, what, 15 majors? Phil has six. Phil, Phil's he have six? Here's the issue. Rory has what? Four? Hasn't won one in seven years. Jordan Spieth has three. Hasn't won one in four years. Spieth's around, but he's never there. He's never there. It's never, oh, here's Jordan Spieth. Not for four years anyway. So with Tiger Woods and the success that Tiger Woods had, I know it's been two years since he won the Masters, and I keep seeing, well, look, it's Tiger ruined it for us two years ago. Oh, stop it. Tiger won four green jackets before then or won the green jacket four times before then it's that this new crop the thing that made tiger so strong what tiger made the cut for how many straight years a decade tiger made the cut every single tournament for almost a decade even in majors tiger was all tiger was always around on the weekend always he may not win but he'd see seven or eight shots back and it would make it interesting there's nobody like that jordan spieth okay he's four shots off the lead rory was nowhere to be found dustin johnson was nowhere to be found Brooks Kepka that had built this momentum, what, four majors now for Brooks? Nowhere to be found. And that's the biggest difference, is that there's not a guy that's always around. There's not a guy that you're looking around going, where is he? Where is he? And I know a lot of people think it's great. All these different teams can win it, and it's great, and it's awesome. Got news for you. The NCAA basketball tournament, been kind of boring the last five or six years. It has, at least the Final Four. Why? Oh, these new teams, it's great. Is it? Is it? And everybody has a rooting interest, and I'm watching that today going, oh, where's Spieth at? Okay, what? Okay, just, let's see if Matsuyama blows it. Okay, he's not going to. Okay, well, he, he's just 
parring out the course here. It was just, yeah, just wasn't that exciting. Just wasn't. And not every tournament's going to be great. I get it. But the fact is, 2021 in sports has been off to a rough start these first 100 days. We're 100 days into the year, right? Close to it. 100 days into the year. And the most exciting thing is a banked-in shot in the Final Four. The NFL postseason wasn't that exciting, was it? I mean, we we added playoff games in the NFL, and it was dull. We had a boring Super Bowl. We had a boring AFC and NFC championship game. The NCAA tournament was a drag. It was. And the Masters, yawn. What's our next big one? What's our next big one? I mean, what, the Indy 500 at the end of May? Okay, I, I guess. I guess the NBA postseason? The NBA postseason starts here in a month. So, oh, can the Lakers defend? I guess that would be kind of interesting. But look, when LeBron went out and, okay, what the Nets have built, it's, just, it's been a boring 2021 sports season. It's been boring. It's been dull. Not everything's going to be great. But I hope this makes people appreciate, oh, I'm tired of This is what drives me nuts. When a collective unit gets upset, oh, I'm tired of the same teams every year. I'm so tired of the same teams. Here's a bunch of new faces this year, gang. How exciting is it? Baylor. Yeah. Yeah. NFL postseason, boring. NCAA tournament, dull. No Duke, no Kentucky, boring. Boring. The Masters. <sighs> you may be, I loved it. Okay, great. Great for Japan. Golf made a bunch of money. And you don't have to have an American win to be successful. It's kind of like a movie doesn't have to do great in America because the foreign box office can push it over the top. There are some movies that break even here in the States, but when you add the foreign box office, boom, something that really wasn't that gigantic of a deal 30, 35, 40 years ago. Now it's everything. Globalization. Globalization of sports. And again, I tournament just was a drag. Drag, good for good for Hideki Matsuyama. And again, I love sports. It's my career. It's my job. But just not much excitement. And 2021 is a sports year. <clears throat> Enjoy when you have excitement. Enjoy it when you got it, man. Because few and far between. We're just so hungry for sports and so hungry to be excited. Okay. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's been great because it hasn't been. So there we go. The musters and what a dull start to the 2021 sports season. Uh, what else? Oh, something that I thought. It's fascinating. Jaguar fans rallying on social media and tip of the hat to all those Jaguars fans on social media. I saw John Phillips, good friend, pushing this over the top on social media with donations. Uh, they bought Trevor Lawrence and his wife a wedding gift. Rallied to buy him what a $350 toaster. Now I looked at I looked at online. I, I don't know what a $350 toaster does. Boy, I just, I, does it make coffee? I don't know. What does it do? Does it cook a pizza? I don't know what a $350 toaster does, but hey, good, 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 good for Trevor Lawrence. I just, I, I just, I guess I'm going to differ. Honey, what, what's that toaster? $350 toaster. What's it do? Huh? Does it bake bread? Does it, what, what else does it do? Can, can it change oil in the car? Um, regardless. Good, good for the Jaguar fan base to do this. And here's where people don't understand small gestures mean a big thing. Small gestures mean a big thing. And well, other fan bases wouldn't do this. Yeah, other fan bases don't get the rap that the Jaguars fan base does either. If your fan base is paraded about, think about this. As a fan base that doesn't care, that doesn't show up, that isn't really that passionate, 
nobody really kind of wants to play for you. I look back at where the Jaguars are now to where the Colts, the Indianapolis Colts, were in the mid to late 90s. Because I think that's a fair assessment. Where the Jaguars are now is where the Colts were in the mid to late 90s. Peyton Manning to the Colts franchise is what Trevor Lawrence can be to the Jaguar franchise. That's the truth. That's the parallel. And the Colts were just kind of there. Having grown up in that state, I mean, they're always a laughing stock. Who are they going to get the number one pick? Who are they going to draft this year? Oh, great. Here comes Jeff George. Here comes Steve Etman. Oh, they got the number one and the number two pick. Oh, they drafted two defensive guys, and neither of them made a Pro Bowl. Great. That's what they were known as. Couldn't find the quarterback. Had Jim Harbaugh. Had what? Jack Trudeau. Just, just couldn't do it. Jeff George, as I had mentioned before. And they got themselves Peyton Manning. They surrounded him, and they won. Had some success. But the Colts were just synonymous with always being awful before then. Not that the fan base was hammered, but just kind of there. Kind of like where the Jaguars are. So the Jaguar fan base rallying on social media and donating money to get a toaster for Trevor Lawrence is 350 bucks. That That's a good thing. That's a good thing because if you're Trevor Lawrence and you're looking around, small gestures go a long way. It's like, hey, man, the Jaguars fans bought you a, to- bought you a wedding present. Oh, they did? <laughs> that's kind of funny. That's, did they really? Did the Clemson fans didn't? Did, what would the Clemson fans do for me? I, I won them a national title and took them to the college football playoff three times. What would the Clemson fan base do for me? I mean, I oh, so the fan base I did all these things for didn't get me anything? Meanwhile, a fan base I'm not even playing for yet got me a $300 toaster? Huh. What, what, wow. That's pretty cool. What a nice gesture. Pretty cool. There have been, now that I'm getting long in the, in the tooth, right? There have been... Guys in college that have reached out to me asking me for advice, getting into broadcasting. And I've done phone calls with them. I talked to them. And one kid sent me a $10 gift card to Starbucks. Hey, thanks, Seth. I'm not going to tell you his name. Wrote it down. If he ever applies for a job, I'll hire him. Of course I will. Small gestures. go. Thank you notes. Go a long way. Go a long way. I did something for somebody the other day. Remember the Gator football team? Put together this big thing for him. Never sent me a thank you. Okay. Didn't have to. But the next time, hey, can you do me a favor? Eh. And, you know, not that Trevor Lawrence was going to spurn the Jaguars to go to, to he wasn't going to pull a John Elway, wasn't going to pull an Eli Manning, but he could have. Not that this is going to put it over the top, but boy, what, what, you know, for a fan base that hasn't had anything and hasn't had that franchise guy to rally behind forever, think of who, who are the franchise guys that they've had to rally behind? Jalen Ramsey. Who else? That guy that could have been the, that that your Hall of Famer could have been that guy for 15 years. Before then, who? Maurice Jones Drew. Before then, who? Fred Taylor and Tony Baselli. I mean, this franchise's greatest player is an offensive lineman that played for five years. Very good, but wow. So good for them. It's a toaster, it's a small gesture, but small gestures are a big deal. Sending thank you notes are a big deal. Didn't have to do that. Fans giving five, ten bucks. Good for the Jaguars fans to do that. Good for John Phillips. Good for that community to rally behind that. Now, I'm going to go crazy here on you. I think it would be absolutely awesome. It would drive people nuts, but who cares? What am I going to tell you? You know, you know what the Jaguar fan base should do next? It'd be hilarious. I don't even know how you get the money and how much it would cost. I think they should build Trevor Lawrence a statue before he plays his first game. I think that would be absolutely hilarious. Before you sit there and say, Seth, you can't do that. He hasn't done anything yet. 
Oh, for crying out loud, Auburn put a statue of Cam Newton up. He played there one year. Won the Heisman and won a national championship. We got statues of football players and college football players all across the country. They didn't play there for two or three years. I think that'd be awesome. We're going to call our shot. Trevor Lawrence, here's your statue. I think that'd be hilarious. Now, the team could never do this. It'd have to be the fan base that would do it. Where would you put it? I don't care. I would. Mayor Curry would find a place for that there. You bet. He loves to see himself on TV. Go do it. I think that'd be great. That's the next phase of this. Hey, we're going to get a statue of Trevor Lawrence. We're going to get a statue. We're going to put a statue up of him already. Oh, that's that's You're risking. Oh, yeah. You're what? Come on. Like black magic. Come on. Stop it. I think it'd be great. I would love to see that. So Jaguar fans, I, I, I think what you did was absolutely amazing. Well, Steelers fans wouldn't act like that. The Jaguars aren't the Steelers. They don't have seven Super Bowls. Stop it. Or six Super Bowls. Is it six, seven? Well, you know who wouldn't do this. Um, 49ers fans, Packers fans wouldn't do this. They don't have the tradition as you. They got to try different things. Got to try different things. Yeah, Bears, you know, Soldier Field and Lambeau Field wouldn't have swimming pools. They do in Jacksonville. Why? Because it's 90 degrees and you can do it there and they can't there. So what? I'd love to see the Jaguars fans rally. It doesn't have to be a big one. Look, there's what, three different Statue of Liberties? You got one in the harbor. You have one in Paris next to the Eiffel Tower. You don't have to be a gigantic one, just a Trevor Lawrence statue. That'd be great. That's what I would do next. Here's, here's a statue of Trevor Lawrence. It's what we think about you. And the NFL is one sport where you don't have to be in a major market to be a superstar. You don't. We can get to Aaron Rodgers here in a second, but come on. Jim Kelly in Buffalo. Kansas City's not a gigantic market. Patrick Mahomes. So good for the Jaguars fan base. A little jolt in the arm. Small gestures go a long way, so good for them. Uh, I mentioned Aaron Rodgers, a little Rodgers recoil, and this kind of combines in with multiple NFL stories that (laughs) agents are being told, allegedly, by the Green Bay Packers, they don't have any money because of Aaron Rodgers' contract. Hey, we can't, we can't, we have no money. And I looked up Aaron Rodgers' cap number. That was $37 million? Yikes. Now, look, here's where this is interesting, because I looked at Aaron Rodgers' numbers. Now, will Aaron Rodgers be on the Packers this year? More than likely, yes. Will Aaron Rodgers be on the Packers next year? More than likely, sure. Will Aaron Rodgers be on the Packers in three years? No. Even though he's got four years on his deal, right? Here's why. $37 million this year. Dead money, cap hit, boom. So... The only way to change that is to rework his deal. Well, then by reworking his deal, you make him easier to trade is what you do. So if you rework his deal and put some money of the signing bonus on the back end, you convert it to a signing bonus and put money on the back end. So right now he's $37 million this year. If you redo his deal and you can free up and you put $10 million on the back end, okay, well then he's a $27 million cap hit this year. That gives you $10 million more to go get some free agents. There you go. If you are Aaron Rodgers, you look around and go, why aren't the Packers spending any money? Oh, you want me to rework my contract so you can spend money? You just drafted a quarterback in the first round. That is an ugly situation there. And both both guys, both the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, are staring at each other across the table playing blackjack, and they have the exact same number. They're both at 20. They're not going to hit. The Packers know, hey, man, he wants to rework his deal. He can rework his deal and save him some money and save us some money so we can go get free agents. Aaron Rodgers looking at that going, I'm not going to rework my deal. Why would I rework my deal? It makes it easier for you to move off from me, and I, I don't want to be here anymore. 
That's ugly. That what's going on in Green Bay? You look at that. He's 37 million this year, 37, 39 million, right? Next year, he's what, $38 million salary, but only a $17 million dead money cap hit. So there's you, you can move on from him next year and save $21 million. And then the next year is why there's no way. He's a $3 million cap hit, $3 million in dead money, and you can save $30 million by moving on from him. Well, look, that he'll be 38 by then, 39 by then. He's what, the seventh highest paid, sixth highest paid quarterback in the NFL? So the Aaron Rodgers situation is fascinating to me because uh, do I think they trade him this year? No, because it's too much money. And if you would convert that, okay, we're going to put $10 million on the back end. We're going to convert it to a signing bonus. Then you could trade him easier if you wanted to. But basically at that point, you you if you're the Packers, he moves some of this money around so we can go be competitive these next few years. If you're Aaron Rodgers looking around going, I'm not going to move any of this money around. Why am I going to take a pay cut? Why am I going to move some money on the back end? And the Packers also look at that and go, well, if we convert this $10 million in three years into a signing bonus this year, you're going to get paid the same amount of money. Uh, but the likelihood of us moving on from you, he doesn't want to be there anymore. They really don't want him there anymore. Aaron Rodgers, he's not going to rework this deal. He's not. And they'll trade him next year more than 50-50 chance they trade him next year. And that's why if I'm like the Philadelphia Eagles, if I, boy, I have a tough time believing the Packers are trading to the Lions. If I am the... Well, look, you have certain teams that are all in, right? The Jets are all in at quarterback. Of course, the Jaguars are all in at quarterback. Um, 49ers are all in at quarterback. The team that's going to be kind of out there lurking here in about in a year from now is going to be the Patriots. Now, would he go to Green Bay? Or would he go to New England? I don't know. The Colts, if Carson Wentz doesn't work out? Next year's going to be a zoo. You have all these quarterbacks that are in the draft. That's why a lot of teams aren't trying to make big trades. The Russell Wilsons, Deshaun Watson, a story in and of itself. But the Aaron Rodgers saga, next year, Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers are going to be on the trading block next year. Both of them. And if you're the Eagles and, you, you know, you try. You, you, you know, you, you try the Jalen Hurts thing. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Ryan Tannehill in... <laughs> I guess he could come off the cap next year. He could come off the number next year for the Titans. So, okay, we're going to continue with this. We made the playoffs, won a game. We'll see what we got. Uh, down in Miami, we'll see what happens with Tua Tunga Viola. You look around at the rest of the league and teams, okay, what's going to happen in Minneapolis? But, you know, I think the Lions, you know, Brett Favre, the Lions, but Russell Wilson to the Lions next year. So this is the year of the draftable quarterbacks. I think next year you're going to see, because the, the salaries are going to be movable next year. But the Aaron Rodgers thing is hilarious because they're not going to spend any money on free agents because Aaron Rodgers is going to have to adjust his money and he doesn't want to adjust his money uh, because he wants out. So <laughs> what a zoo and what a mess that is. Uh, one little caveat, too. I see that Tennessee State has hired Eddie George. Good for Tennessee State. These HBCUs, I, I love, what, is it Jackson State, what they did by hiring Deion Sanders? I know they've lost a couple in a row. But what we talked about this, about... <sighs> player licensing and and African-Americans upset with the structure of sports and how, you know, they feel they're being used. Well, this is how you, this is how you change things up, right? HBCUs hire former NFL stars to be head coaches. That way, some of your major college talent may go there instead of these major universities. This is the path. Good for Eddie George. And look, if you're Deion Sanders at Jackson State and you're Eddie George at Tennessee State, you're not going to get, you know, five-star defensive back. He's going to go to Alabama, but you may get a four-star that transfers from Oklahoma state. And that's how you build this thing up. Takes a while. So there you go. 
So the musters, little Jaguars jolt, and little Rogers recoil. NFL, fascinating stuff. Uh, Harp on Sports, the bar, of course. Follow, share, like Harp on Sports, the YouTube channel at Harp on Twitter at Harp on Sports on Twitter, uh, Harp on Sports, the Facebook page. Uh, scrolling down here, uh, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, Buzzsprout. And like also harponsports.com. So there you go. Uh, we knock these things out every Wednesday and Sunday night. Hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, stay strong, stay clean, stay focused. Frankenstein, have fun with your friends.